Hi there, welcome to Where's Wilmington. I'm Lisa Kapala, and I have the pleasure today of having with me these three lovely ladies. <laughs> they are going to be talking to you about the May Center School for Autism and Developmental Disabilities. If you guys have been following the school committee, you, Jamie, right? We're yes. on. Uh, we're on with the school committee mm -hmm. actually live television. So this is your <laughs> second <laughs> debut, That's right? right. <laughs> and um, their school, the May Institute, has been accepted uh, to come to Wilmington. So we're going to talk a little bit about the school. I'll introduce you to these ladies, and we'll hopefully educate ourselves a little bit about what goes on at the school. So let's see. Jamie March next to me is the executive director of the school. Correct. Wow. What does the executive director do? I oversee basically everyday kind of operations, the planning of the school, all of those pieces. Wow, that's a lot that's to juggle, isn't it? How about mm -hmm. how many students do you have? So currently we have 22, and in our new space we actually have more capacity, which is good. Right. Now you've been at your old space in Woburn for a long time, and that was just supposed to be temporary, right? Correct. <laughs> and, yes. But it's, you've been there 11 years? 11 years, years yeah. So I did my homework. <laughs> so you've obviously outgrown the space. Yes, definitely yeah. outgrown and the so space. And so the new location is where in Wilmington? Right on 50 Concord Street. Nice. Yeah, it's a nice. great space. We love it. And so. you're going to be doing a ribbon cutting? We're doing a ribbon cutting on May 12th, and we'll open that to the community members, definitely. Yeah, we'll so. definitely be there for that. <laughs> and next to you is Jessica. I'm going to try to get your name right. Sohovich? Yes. Perfect Yay! Job. I say. <laughs> we want to make sure we get the educators' names right. That's important. <laughs> so you're the director of education. There. Yes. How does your role differ from what this young lady um, I oversee the education of all the students in the building as well as supervise the special edu education teachers okay. in each of the classrooms. So you must do a lot of training then to kind of make sure the curriculum is up to snuff with what the needs are and what's up par with all the other school systems, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. That's a lot of work. It can be. Yeah, <laughs> with the big smiles, right? <laughs> okay, and next to Jessica, we have Kelly Feliciano. You are Sean's mom. Yes. And yes. Sean is a student at the May he School. He is. How long has Sean been at the school? It'll be two years in July. Wow. This July coming, yeah. And have you noticed any differences in Sean since he's been attending the school? And I if so, what? I have. I have. Um, definitely, um, he's able to, um, you know, better be able to uh, handle louder situations as he has noise sensitivity. Right. Um, he's able to uh, get you know, um, do his education as far as, uh, you Maybe know. Maybe being more independent, yeah, being able more to do his homework and definitely, do things for, on his definitely. own. That's got to be important it for really someone is. who has this disability to be able to feel like they can be as normalized, if we can even use that word, as possible. Right? Yes, absolutely. Wonderful. And they do a fabulous job with that. Good. Yeah. And is Sean your only child that attends that school? Do you have other children too? Um, I do have two other children, but he's the only child that attends the May. Um, and, you know, he's he's just doing well there. I'm so it. glad. Yeah. I'm so glad. Yeah. Now, how old is Sean? Sean's 13. Okay. And prior to that, he was in a traditional school setting? Yes. So what made you decide to look into the May Institute? Um, I've heard a lot about it, um, and he, um, I felt like it would just be a better fit. Right. From the prior school that he was in. Right. Um, 
again, you know, he has a lot of noise sensitivity and light sensitivity even. Um, and just the prior school that he was in was just too big, too loud, too noisy, which can then set off, you know, behavioral um, situations. And um, the May is able to cater to him as far as giving him, you know, the needs that he is able to get there. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad. And this is a full-time program, Full-time, right? so full day year-round. So wow. we, um, we have an extended school year, so we basically don't have kind of the break in the summer. So if you come oh. in September or you come in July, the structure is the same, the staffing is the same, the schedule is the same, and that's important, especially for our, right. uh, yes. our well, students. Well, consistency, yes. And I don't know a lot about autism, so I'm going to ask you actually a little bit. I know it's an umbrella term, and either of you ladies can speak to this, and of course you as well, okay. Kelly. Sure. Um, but I know autism is sort of an umbrella term, and we hear the expression on the spectrum mm -hmm. a lot too. Can yeah. you kind of give us a little bit of an idea, and I know you're not both doctors or clinical right. specialists, but what, uh, what autism really is or sure. what it's all about? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a neuro, neurodevelopmental disorder, and it is definitely a spectrum. And so individuals that have an autism diagnosis can range in terms of um, both their level of communication, their challenges around socialization, and their skill deficits. But um, it's, it is kind of a broad spectrum. Most of the students who attend our program would be considered a little bit more intense on the spectrum. So a lot of um, the communication is a huge piece. That's a, a big challenge, and as you can imagine, being able not to really get your basic wants and needs met in the every day, so not being able to ask for water or needing a break or those kinds of things um, can, can be a huge challenge. And so communication is a big piece of what we look at. Right. And um, your student-to-teacher and student-to-staff ratio is good. Let's talk intensive. a little bit about yeah. that. So we have small class sizes, so six students per classroom. And then our typical ratio is one staff for every two students. We have some students that have one-to-one, -one, but right. um, our general ratio is one, one staff for every and two students. And as much students. as that may sound like a luxury, it's really not. Right. Because it's really a necessity, it's necessity. Yeah. I think, in order to remove all the outside stimuli from the students so they can concentrate. It sounds like that's what you're doing, a lot of management of the outside stimuli. Is that accurate? Some, sometimes, yes. Okay. And, you know, they do need a little bit more individualized attention sometimes from the staff to help them gain those skills that we're working on with them. Okay. What does a typical day look like for students, or is it different for every student? Um, the classrooms are pretty structured in their schedules on a daily basis, um, so they would come in from the transportation, they'd settle in, have morning snack for some of the classrooms, do classroom jobs, then they'd transition into some academic time typically in the mornings. Um, our older classrooms are going out into the communities and um, doing some vocational work to prepare them for transitioning to adult living. Um, and then the afternoons are typically when we have our special activities, so art, music, gym class, um, and then they pack up and get ready to go home. So it sounds similar to a traditional school setting, just mm -hmm. with a lot more intense assistance from the staff, yes. right? Tell us a little bit about something called ABA, Applied Behavior Analysis. <laughs> oh, that's your daily <laughs> wick, I can tell. That's what we do. All right, tell uh -huh. me about that. So ABA, we call it, so Applied Behavior Analysis is ABA, and it's the methodology we use across our organization, and it's okay. empirically based, so it's research um, that really shows the it's the best uh, methodology for increasing you know what we want to see so all the communication and the skills and all of those other areas we use positive reinforcement and break down skills into small manageable steps for teaching 
um, let individuals really, for the students, decide, helping figure out, you know, what are the things they're really motivated by and using those motivation, that motivation okay. to really help them. I'm curious, Jessica, to know when a new student comes, how do you assimilate that new student into the already formulated nice little gelled group that you have? That must be a challenge sometimes to bring in somebody new, or is it not? I mean, it depends on the student, honestly, and right. we work really hard to accommodate their individual needs, and so, you know, some students might need a longer transition plan put in place to get them uh, accustomed to their new school and uh, classroom setting, and then other students, they just kind of fold right into the, the mold with the rest of them, so it's everything is very individualized. Good, and you're shaking your head, Kelly, yes, everything seems smooth transitioning Absolutely. when Sean got in very there. very routine, um, you know, he has his routine and he has um, his aides that work with him, and he's just so happy, I see a major difference within him. And that's how happy got to help you be happy, too. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. it's got to be frustrating as a parent to know your child needs something but you're not quite sure how to get those needs met. That's exactly be and the staff at the May is so wonderful in helping you know um, making any suggestions or how you could you know um, help move the process or tra any transitions at home or any information um, any ideas you know that would help that can all they help that transition into home as well. So it speaks to the piece that you talked about about the continual communication you always have to sort of be mm -hmm. right. communicating. How does this work with the traditional IEP plans? I know you know I have my sisters have kids and I hear them saying IEP, his IEP, her mm -hmm. IEP. We didn't have that when I was growing up. I think we had it but we just didn't call yeah, it that. Right. So how does the traditional overview of an IEP uh, that's an individualized education plan right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How does that fit into place with students at the May School? Um, all of the students are on an IEP okay. so basically we have a, a team of wonderful highly trained and dedicated staff that all work together to assess the students when it's time to um, review their annual IEP objectives and so we're looking at things like what are some functional skills that the students need to be working on to be successful in in life and everybody comes together to develop the the goals um, for the IEP and you know with the input also of the families you know what kinds of things right. do they need to see their child work on to be successful both at home and in school and in the world Good. And what about the use of technology in the school, which I know you have the little iPad that yes. we're going to talk about, but um, what about technology other than the iPad for communication and for other things? So technology has been huge with regards to education, especially in more recent years. Right. Um, the main thing that has really opened a lot of doors is for the communication piece. So um, the iPad is one, but you know there's several tablets that have the capability of um, providing a voice for our students. Okay. So. Oh. I'm actually going to ask you, Jessica, to turn that around so we can get a close-up of sure. that. So while we're just getting that close-up, can you tell us what that, you've got an iPad there, and yes. is that a particular app that you've installed? Or? Yeah, so this is the TouchChat application. Okay. Yep. And so do only students with autism use this, or do other people use it? It kind of reminds me, when we use it in a minute, of something like a Stephen Hawking would use. And I'll bet the kids think that's amazing mm -hmm. to be able to use something fun like that. So you've got all these different little icons on there, or pictures of different words. Yes. And then they just kind of tap and choose what they want to tell you. Mm -hmm. And this is for students who obviously either don't want to speak or can't speak, or who um, uses it? Uh, mainly nonverbal students, but also some students that maybe have verbalizations that are not clear to unfamiliar okay. speakers to help them facilitate. Now, do you know what it is about autism that makes some of those students retreat or not want to speak? Do we know yet why that is? Um, I, don't, I don't know that we know exactly, but definitely the social piece right. is, is kind of a hallmark of one of the challenges of autism. Interesting. Um, and I think 
what the a lot of the individuals that we work with and part of that diagnosis in general is be, that tend to be very visual. And so the okay, good right, thing about some of the tablet stuff, even for teaching, but also for communication, is that it's so visual. So it's uh, there's a we can add pictures and photographs. There's right, icons. And, and you were saying Sean can actually give you pictures to customize his iPad. So go ahead, and Kelly. Yeah, yeah. We um, Sean actually uses the Lamp application, which we actually um, had gotten for him, and we actually you can take the picture of an item, say this coffee mug, for yep. instance, and then it loads onto um, the iPad, and then he's able to because Sean is non verbal right um, he is then able to use the iPad to communicate I want to drink with this coffee cup wow. or something like that so yeah it really um, helps that must have made Sean's interaction not only at school but at home with his siblings way yes. better right yes very what much a godsend so. for you can you show us uh, Jessica how that works if you can just turn it around so you can sure. we've already seen it so so the student would take a look at that mm -hmm. screen and decide what they want to tell us yep. and then so they would just hit I the buttons want Chocolate chip cookie. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And so they can obviously change the voice. I mm -hmm. would imagine mm -hmm. it's user-friendly yep. that way. Oh, I want one with a British accent. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, for students or families that think they may need the services, how do they access May Institute services? How does that work? Yep, so uh, they work with their, their local school district, so that's that's a huge piece, and we, uh, we work with districts all around, and so they'll work together to determine if the student needs Needs. they're not kind of getting their their needs met sometimes it's facilitated by the parents so right. they, they feel like they're not making enough progress um, sometimes by the by the district and then they will come together and then um, we'll reach out to us we do tours so we'll allow the family to kind of come through before without their child so they can see it and you mm -hmm. probably went through yes. this process right, right Kelly? Yes, I do. <laughs> I do. Um, and so you, then you must do an evaluation yep. of both clinical and a family evaluation I would uh, imagine? So we meet with the family during that tour and, and let them have a, a kind of look. Sometimes the people from the district will attend at the same time. Sometimes the districts know us um, already, but they'll be able to see the see the school and, and talk about the fit and kind of what mm -hmm. the challenges are. And then, uh, and then the student will come in and spend some time with our staff and do a little intake and um, be able to see the school a little bit and we can sort of see how they're how they respond to lots of different things, how they communicate, all of those pieces, and then we meet with the family at the same time so that they Wonderful. can talk about. And the highest age of your students right now is 22? 22, so okay. the students go into adult services that they, they age out, graduate Do out. you have a graduation ceremony? Uh, we do. Yeah, <laughs> so we do, and we do it individualized, so instead of doing, um, just like everything else we do, well, I would say. With the noise piece for some of the students, yep. and so yes. it might be a challenge to set right. up a traditional large graduation, yes. but I just thought that might be yep. kind That's of great. fun. Great families and friends mm -hmm. and um, other students participate, mm -hmm. our Good. music, they did a little song. And how did you know that Sean needed the May Institute or needed some other help? When did you realize, do you think? Um, when he was just having some difficulties in school. Mm -hmm. um, what age do you think it might have been, Kelly? Probably uh, around when he was like six or seven. Right. Um, 
I noticed that he was really kind of having some issues and I actually learned about the May from a friend of mine whose daughter had worked for the May as well um, and from that moment on I just really kind of started doing some research and finding out about the May what they do what they're about right and I come to think you know I think that this is the right fit for Sean and it has been absolutely I'm so glad. oh yeah and yeah. this is a nonprofit organization it's been around since 1955 so it's not like mm -hmm. this is brand new sure. here right. but I know that we're always increasing and making things better and better as technology and as you know things yeah. change absolutely. wonderful okay anything final you'd like to add before we close I know you're really glad to be in the community and I'm sure yeah. the community piece is really important yeah for the you community too. is huge for us and the welcome from Wilmington has been great yes. and we just uh, we just started in our new space and we're loving it and I'm we're so glad. Mm -hmm. you know we uh, we're really hoping that people will be able to come and get to know us a little bit and see the space when we have our, our open house and um, check us out on the web we've actually been updating our website so and what is your web address it's www.mayinstitute.org yep. <laughs> okay. and then it's broken down into the different school programs the different so we're right. um, Wilmington school and your ribbon cutting ceremony is coming up I want to say very soon May right? 12th yes um, and we'll be sending out invitations and Wonderful. getting that up on all the social media from the May and April is Autism Awareness April Month so it's fitting that we should be yes. celebrating this, this topic perfect now, timing right? <laughs> and Jessica anything you'd like folks to know or you'd like to add in closing before we move on to Kelly. Just thank you for being so welcoming oh, to course. your community. Yeah, everybody loves it. you guys. <laughs> there are nothing but good things about the school. And I saw the school committee footage and they were pleased that you were coming too. Yeah, it's great. So it's great. It's good that there's something like this available. I know, you know, many years ago, as little as 10 or 15, maybe 20 years ago, things right. like this weren't available. So it's good that it's available for Sean and all the other students. Yes, Kelly, anything final you'd like to say before you go? Um, I just thank you for having me. I greatly appreciate it. I love the May. Fantastic school. Um, I recommend it for any, you know, um, parent looking to get the right fit in education for their child. It's been an amazing, amazing, amazing experience for us. Wonderful. And I just love it so much. Great. Well, I hope to hear more from you, more success from you guys later on in the season coming. And we'll be watching for you in the town. We'll wave when we drive by, <laughs> right? right? Well, thank you so much for watching. I want to thank the May Institute folks for being here and educating us about this very important issue, which is uh, autism and disabilities and ways that we can help integrate everybody into society peacefully, calmly, and wonderfully, right? So thank you for watching. And I'm reminding you, I'm Lisa Kapala. And the next time someone says to you, where's Wilmington? You tell them right here and right here on WCTV. We'll see you next time.